And a good evening to all you sports fans in the Chattahoochee Valley. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing here on this Wednesday night? And I am so excited about this show. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM out of Newton. And this show is broadcasted on WQEE Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. And we have got a jam-packed show for you. I'm going to talk about the Glenwood Gators winning the state title for the AISA. I was at the games with Thrift Behringer. We called the games on Beam and his Facebook page. And it was just an unbelievable experience. And then we also got the NBA playoffs going on right now. And the Braves taking on the Boston Red Sox. And then we also have all the local stuff going on. We got a big baseball game tomorrow. We have Smith Station taking on Central for a doubleheader first pitch at 5.30. And then Calvary Christian taking on the Keens Academy this Friday. And don't forget my Friday Night Lights high school football show. I've had such an incredible day. You know, my day started really early. Thrift and I, we drove to Montgomery, went to Patterson Field. We set up and... I know there was a lot of people that watched the broadcast as Glenwood defeats Macon East in the doubleheader 11-1 to in five innings in game one. And then in game two, they win 9-3. to And for the first time since 2017, the Glenwood Gators win the state championship for the AISA Class 3. This is the 23rd state championship in 2023, and it's also head coach Tim Fanning's ninth championship. It was such an incredible experience, and I have to admit, this is the first broadcast that I have done in my broadcasting career where I was able to call a state championship game, and I called it with Thrift Behringer, and we both did it for Beam, and we did it on his Facebook page, and I really wish that I could just talk about this phenomenal experience at Patterson Field. And first of all, the ballpark is great. We were up in the press box. Uh, They were very hospitable. They had uh, sandwiches and drinks, and the AISA just did a great job, a class act, in just allowing us to call those games. As we expected, Glenwood was dominant from start to finish, a 46-4 and record. They have been consistent all year. Jacob Page gets the win in game one, and Tyler Sykes gets the win in game two. They have been incredible, and I'm just happy for the Glenwood staff, the players, alumni, and uh, and for Thrift. You know That's his alma mater, and I know that that was a special moment for Thrift Behringer to get to call Glenwood in the state championship. Anytime a team from the Chattahoochee Valley can win a state title, it's always a good thing. We saw the Valley Rams win one for basketball. Glenwood won one for basketball. And then St. Ampicelli winning one for football. You couldn't tell, but it seemed like that the Glenwood fans matched the Macon East fans. Macon's out of Cecil. That was just right down the road. But it looked like the fan base was about 50-50. A jam-packed show. I'm going to get into other sporting events that's happening not only in and around the Chattahoochee Valley, but also uh, national sports. Because even though this is a local podcast to Columbus, I like talking national sports. I'm a sports guy, true at heart. I love talking 
sports talk radio. That's really what I've always wanted to do is be on a sports talk show. And this podcast allows me to do that. And I've been doing this podcast for three years and I have over 620 episodes. So if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a comment and uh, don't forget to leave a five-star rating on my Apple podcast as well. Uh, So much to get into here on the show. Even though I think the Lakers are going to win, I still don't think that you need to count out the champs. Back in 1995, Rudy Tomjanovich, a legendary Houston Rockets head coach, once said, never underestimate the heart of a champion. Nobody gave the Houston Rockets a chance in 95 because they were a number six seed. They were going up against the one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Orlando Magic. The Magic were a team of destiny. They had an ESPN 30 for 30 called This Magic Moment, which is incredible. I love the tandem of Shaq and Penny, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, Horace Grant. And now when I look at this Warriors team, they could have easily won two of those games if the shots fell their way. It, it, it came down to shots. Game one, Steph Curry misses a shot that you know he normally makes. And then game four, Draymond Green just had a bad pass, and then Steph Curry just threw one away. And that's really what happened. But I think uh, on Thursday, I mean, you have the Philadelphia 76ers. They are ready to close it out against the Boston Celtics. I mean, this is go time right now. In Philly, they should be able to get it done. And then the Denver Nuggets taking on the Phoenix Suns. Will Chris Paul come back for the Phoenix Suns? I love the NBA. I love seeing what is going on. And right now in the NHL, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are down 3-0 to the Florida Panthers. But they did get a goal in the third as they are trying to not be eliminated from the NHL playoffs. I mean, I've seen one team come back from a 3-0 deficit in the NHL playoffs. That was the Los Angeles Kings against the San Jose Sharks. I forget what year it was, but uh, I think it was like 2014, 2015. It was right before the Sharks went to the Cup in 2016. It was was devastating. I mean, anytime you have a hot goaltender – Anything can happen in the NHL. And then later tonight, you have the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Even though the Oilers have the star of the league, Connor McDavid, the Vegas Golden Knights are a team of destiny. I mean, in their expansion year, they made it to the Stanley Cup. And I really want to see the Kraken versus the Golden Knights. I think Vegas versus versus Seattle would be a great showing for a Western Conference final. Major League Baseball, we got the Atlanta Braves knotted up at two apiece against the Boston Red Sox as they are going for the sweep. The Atlanta Braves 25-11, and and they have the best record in the National League, but they did receive some bad news. Max Freed is going on the 15-day shelf, and uh, he's going to be out for a while. He may not come back until the month of June, and he's just got to get healthy. The Braves has just got to hope that he is – ready to go 100% when it comes postseason time. And I think the Braves just need to weather the storm. Just let Kyle Wright and Bryce Elder and Charlie Morton do some of the pitching, take off some of the workload, maybe develop some of these pitchers that came up from the farm system. And that's really what they've got to do. But the Tampa Bay Rays still have the best record in all of Major League Baseball with a 29-9 and record. And uh, they have been hot out the gate, but – 
a team nipping on their heels is the Baltimore Orioles with a four and a half game behind in the standings, and they have won four straight. And, and you know, hard to believe that you know the Baltimore Orioles after you know, losing two out of three against the Braves actually won two straight, rather losing two out of three against the Atlanta Braves, and they look like uh, the number one seed for the wild card. And so some of the other action as uh, tomorrow, you got the NFL schedule release. And it is official that the Atlanta Falcons will be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. They've already made that decision. And it's unfortunate because I know that a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans would love to see the Jaguars. I mean, I don't agree that they should be playing this game in London. These are two regional rivals that they don't play each other that often. And they're both border rivals at Jacksonville down there in North Florida, South Georgia. You know, they have Jaguars and Falcons fans in both areas. And, you know, the Falcons fans would travel. I believe the Falcons should be playing this game in Jacksonville. You don't need to be playing a game in London when you have two regional rivals. And really, I know that Falcons fans want to go see Trevor Lawrence. They want to go see Tank Bigsby, the running back for the Jaguars that used to play at Callaway and, and Auburn. So I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping that uh, they get the schedule right. Uh, there are really some intrig intriguing primetime games. I think uh, one to keep an eye on is how many primetime games Aaron Rodgers is going to be in for the New York Jets. You know that it's going to be Jets and Patriots. That's going to be in primetime to see Aaron Rodgers go up against Bill Belichick. I, I think everybody wants to see that. Everybody wants to see the Ravens and, and the Bengals with Lamar Jackson going up against Joe Burrow. You're going to have some compelling matchups and unfinished business from the San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be 49ers at Eagles, and I believe that's going to be a primetime game as well. It's going to take place uh, probably on a Sunday night. I'm hoping that that's a Sunday night game. Uh, that is always great. And, and are the Falcons going to get any primetime games? We do know that they are going to have a primetime game on Black Friday for the first time ever. The NFL will have games on Thanksgiving. They will have the triple header, but they will also have a game on Black Friday. That is going to be incredible because Thanksgiving weekend, everybody watches football. And I know that college is owned Friday. I mean, you have Florida, Florida State. you got Missouri and Arkansas. But now we get NFL games on Black Friday. It is absolutely incredible. Back to some of the action in the Chattahoochee Valley tomorrow on the campus. Well, not on the campus of Central, but at the baseball field in Central, just right by Garrett Harrison Stadium, you have a rivalry renewed, the Backyard Brawl Baseball Edition. Smith Station, who has not won a championship since 2015, going up against the defending 7A champions, the Central Red Devils as Coach Kehoe is trying to go back-to-back, -back and Smith Station is saying, not so fast, they're trying to play spoiler. This is going to be a great doubleheader. First pitch at 530. Uh, you don't want to miss it. That's, that's one of those, you know, you got two rivals that are playing baseball. I cannot wait. In Central Smith Station, yeah, that's definitely – one of those games that you want to be at. And then on Friday, you got the Gaps 3A 
state championship between Calvary Christian going for their fifth straight state championship led by head coach Steve Smith, also the head coach of the Columbus Chattahoots. Taking on the Keens Academy, a small private Christian school in Woodstock, Georgia. This is going to be a great matchup in the gaps. This is the rematch of the championship last season. And so uh, it should be a lot of fun. And uh, don't forget that we also have the Columbus Lions uh, this Saturday, May the 14th, as they are taking on the South Florida Thunder. And don't forget that mothers get in free. So if you are a mother, or I don't know how they check up on that, you'll get a free ticket to the Columbus Lions. And uh, that is always fun. Hey, the Columbus State women's softball team is in the Southeast Regional as uh, they are going to be in action in the Dahlonega bracket as the Columbus State softball team is trying to get to Chattanooga for the D2 Women's College World Series. I don't know if they call it that, but I think they should call it that. And they are playing Lincoln Memorial University at 4.30 p.m. up in Dahlonega, Georgia, on the campus of North Georgia College. And that is going to happen tomorrow. So I expect a lot of the Columbus State Cougar faithful to make that trip up to Dahlonega. And then the Columbus State Cougars baseball team is still waiting to see if they are selected for the NCAA tournament. They're going to have that selection show on Monday May the 15th, as Georgia Southwestern University is still trying to wrap up the Peach Belt Conference to try to win the Peach Belt Conference. They were able to uh, win the regular season in the Peach Belt, and then they won the side of the bracket that they were on with Columbus State. And so they're trying to wrap up the championship in a best of three series. Moving along, we do have just so many great things to talk about here on the show. We have spring practices for high school football. So on Friday, I'm going to go ahead and preview week one in high school football and uh, say what you want. You can call it week zero, but I consider it week one. And that's that weekend in August, August the 17th, 18th. Yeah, some schools, they're playing their jamboree, they're playing their scrimmage games, but some schools are even playing their scrimmage game as early as August 11th and 12th. We do know that first week of August is going to be media days as they break it up. You got media days in Alabama, you got media days in Georgia, you got the GHSA and the GIAA. They're all going to have their media days. So on Friday's show, I'm going to preview week one and uh, recap what each team did in the 2022 season as uh, we look and see the matchups, including a very compelling matchup between Carver and Hardaway. Hardaway had a down year last year. And I think that Hardaway is looking to bounce back and uh, try to play spoiler against a Carver's Tigers team that made it all the way to the Elite Eight last year. They lost to Oconee County. But they were able to get the big road victory against Harlem. And so the Carver Tigers in uh, year two under head coach Pierre Coffey, they got a lot of proof. I mean, they, they're one of the top teams in 3A. 
And some of the other matchups in week one, you got Northside at Columbus. That's always a rivalry game at Connect. And then Greenville at Spencer. Remember, Spencer went up to Greenville, Georgia, and they were able to get the victory on the road. But now Greenville is coming to Spencer. So at Otis Spencer Stadium, you got Greenville taking on Spencer. And then Central is traveling just outside of Birmingham to Hewitt Trustful to take on the Huskies of Hewitt Trustful. Remember, this was a rematch of uh, one of the games of the week nominations uh, as Hewitt Trustful uh, played Central at Garrett Harrison Stadium. So many great matchups to get into, but I'll get it to it on Friday show. You don't want to miss it. Coming up next on the show, we are going to talk about the Columbus Chattahoots. And you also have the Chattahoochee Monsters, both going to be playing at Historic Golden Park. The first game is Saturday, May the 27th. The Chattahoochee Monsters taking on the Columbus Chattahoots. Tickets are on sale right now at GoHoots.com. You can also go to the box office at Historic Golden Park and uh, contact any one of the workers at Ignite Sports and get your tickets today to the Columbus Chattahoots or the Chattahoochee Monsters. And you get double baseball at Historic Golden Park. It's always a fun time, and I'm really looking forward to this season. We got some familiar faces coming back to the Chattahoots, including Connor O'Neill. He was one of the top hitters last year. And then a fan favorite, Brian Trepanier, one of the top closers, for the Chattahoochee, uh, making his third season for the Columbus Chattahoots. And, you know, these are collegiate players, and I know that they've got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID, but you get to see a Columbus Chattahoot for three seasons. I mean, that is, you know, they're a Chattahoot for life. I mean, that is great. I think what head coach Steve Smith has done, he has got a great coaching staff. Michael Long Jr. is also on the coaching staff. And so, Saturday, May the 27th. This is Memorial Day weekend. The chocolate, not the chocolate, the Chattahoochee Monsters taking on the Columbus Chattahoots. It's year three for the Chattahoochee, year two for the Monsters. The Monsters were on the doorsteps of the playoffs last year when they were up in Oxford, Alabama. The Chattahoots, disappointing first round exit against the Atlanta Crackers last year. They did have the bye and they had the number two seed, but they could not get the job done against Atlanta. But the Gainesville Gold Diggers ended up winning the SBL. How do you make the most of your land? Everyone has their way. The Nelsons depend on their John Deere Gator XUV 835R to get from point A to point B with decoys and the dogs. As much as we got going on, it's all about efficiency. And if you ask the Mosers what they use their Gator XUV 590M for, they tell you. The most fun we have on the Gator is just repping around the property. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at deer.com. Nothing runs like a deer. I'm pretty handy around the house, but now that I have kids, I don't want to spend my Saturday installing a toilet or fixing an air conditioner. But thankfully, there's HomeAdvisor. HomeAdvisor helps me find the best home pros in my area to handle any kind of project. You can read reviews of the pros, check their availability, even book appointments online. And what my wife loves most is that HomeAdvisor is completely free to use. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app to get started. HomeAdvisor. I'm not going to lie. 
I know nothing about cars and I don't really mind keeping it that way. This, it's cool. I called CarShield before my car broke down. Thanks to CarShield, I don't have to understand anything about what's broken because plans can pay for repairs on up to 6,000 parts of my car. Leave fixing cars to the experts and call CarShield before your car breaks down and maybe save some money for once. It's a thought. Call 800-579-6554. 800-579-6554. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy, because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. Is the dynasty over in Golden State? Can the Lakers tonight end the dynasty? I mean, let's be honest. The Warriors are getting old. They have four championships. But is this sustainable? I think they just have special players with Steph and Draymond. I'm not a firm believer in Jordan Poole that he is the future of the Golden State Warriors. I was really rooting for their young players like Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody to get more playing time so they could carry on the legacy of Steph and Clay when they finally retire. I mean, they're not going anywhere. They're, they got a couple more years, but they are past their prime. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors, when they decided to hit the reset button in the 2020 season, the COVID year, they drafted James Wiseman. And I thought that James Wiseman was going to have a big role in this team. And unfortunately, they traded him to the Detroit Pistons. He just did not fit into what the Warriors are trying to do. They still have a great organization. They still have Steve Kerr. They still have Bob Myers, the general manager. They still have the core pieces from their four championships, Draymond, Steph, and Clay Thompson. But the Lakers, who were a 13 seed, by the way, 25 and 31 before the trade deadline, instead of blowing it up and just focusing on next year, they decided, hey, we're going to make some moves at the trade deadline. First of all, we're going to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Because he's not fitting to what we want to do as a team. And then they went and got D'Angelo Russell. They went and got Rui Hachimura. Lonnie Walker the fourth started getting a role. Is is he saw a lot of minutes in the beginning of the season, but then he just came alive in that fourth quarter. And then Austin Reeves, the undrafted free agent, was able to step up when it mattered the most. And then Dennis Schroeder coming back to LA and having an impact. And this team that has been thrown together after the trade deadline is now capable of winning a championship. But are they going to win a championship? I don't think they will. I think that if they beat the Warriors, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I'm still standing by my prediction the Denver Nuggets, and uh, hold on a second. I said the Boston Celtics, but I think the Celtics are in trouble. They're down 3-2 to two to the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm going to say it's the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. That, that's a pretty good finals pick. I mean, think about what the Miami Heat have done. They made it to the finals in 2020. You know, They got swept by the Milwaukee Bucks in 2021, the, the eventual champion Bucks. 
They reached the Eastern Conference Final last season as a number one seed, and then they're one win away from reaching the Eastern Conference Finals for a second straight year as a number eight seed. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So much stuff to get into. And, hey, we just hit the 24-minute mark. Uh, I really I love the comments. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I know it, it's okay, Josh. Um, I try to cover Georgia high school sports because this is a podcast dedicated locally to Georgia. I mean, I try to keep it to the Columbus area, but you know, I'll talk about Sandy Creek. I'll talk about Mill Creek over there and Langston Hughes, you know, all those schools going up to Atlanta. And when you go up 85, they have the, the big giant bulletin that says Langston Hughes state champions. But I think Cedar Grove has something to prove. Now that there's replay in the GHSA, Cedar Grove feels they've been cheated with that called touchdown against Sandy Creek in the 3A state championship game last year. Now, don't get me wrong. Sandy Creek won a state title. Nobody could take that away from them. They get to hold the banner with pride. But Cedar Grove knows they would have won that game. Absolutely. There is no question in my mind. A play like that with seconds ticking away and the ref calls the touchdown because the ref thought the ball went over the plane. If they would have had replay, that call would have been overturned at Union Grove as your 3A champions. And I know the community of Stockbridge, McDonough, wherever you want to call it, wherever Union Grove is located, I think it's in Stockbridge. I think it's in McDonough. I'm not 100% sure. They feel cheated and they should have won a championship. Talk about Langston Hughes. Dominant all season last year, winning a state championship for 6A. And Mill Creek, was there a better playmaker than Caleb Downs for Mill Creek, winning a 7A state title? So many great things. Even a small community of Bowden. I mean, I ran into somebody from Bowden. They're pumping their chest, excited that Bowden won a state title. I love these small towns because the whole town stops everything they're doing on a Friday night and they will come out to the football stadium and they will wear their colors and they will support their football team with pride. When you get into the bigger cities like Atlanta and Columbus, Columbus is the second largest city in Georgia. When you get into these bigger cities, the pride is not as big as the small towns. They they still have pride. I mean, you still have some – Fans that go to a Shaw Kendrick game that still love their football teams, don't get me wrong, but it is nothing compared to a Schley County or a Russell County or a Lochapoca where they love their football. What about Lynette? Yes, Langston should have won the year before, but yeah, thank you, Timothy. Yes, Langston Hughes, they got cheated the year before. Uh, such a great team so every friday i'm gonna have a high school football show as we got spring practices going on next week we got a bunch of spring games and i'm trying to get the head coach of uh, calvary christian the new head coach of calvary christian coach emmanuel brunson on the show i know that he's been super busy because he is having spring practices i've also reached out to troop county head coach tanner glisten he was on the show last year Troop County is one of the favorites in 4A. They reached the Final Four last year. However, they lost to Benedictine 
Oh, the Benedictine cadets, a thorn in pretty much everybody's side in 4A. I mean, when you think of a, a team that wins championships in 4A, you think of Benedictine. Oh, man. It's, it's tough to grasp uh, what Benedictine has been. But I'm excited about high school football. I mean, August cannot get here sooner. And I know that June and July, everybody goes on vacation, but, you know, once we have training camp, once we have media days, you know, it's go time. High school football starts revving up. I was talking to Jack Patterson today from WRBL at the Glenwood game, and uh, he's he's pumped up about it. He, he knows that that is his thing. I mean, he loves the prep zone, and it's exciting to see Jack Patterson and Tyler Redman do the prep zone on, on a full-time basis starting in week one. It's going to be so incredible. And uh, I absolutely can't wait. But uh, you, you look at the classes, and I, and I include Ware County in there and winning for 5A as well. I mean, I happen to see Warner Robbins. Uh, they're trying to three-peat for 5A. They beat Northside in the second round. I actually had the privilege of calling that game on 95.7 ESPN Radio. But uh, who's going to stop Benedictine in 4A? I think the Troop County Tigers have the team to do it this year because Teo Todd is coming back. He is going to be a junior. And also on the defense, Qua Birdsong coming back and wrecking havoc on that defensive line. Troop County was a fun watch last year. I, I was able to see them take on Clayton County. And they were dominant from start to finish. I think the Troop County Tigers are going to compete for the 4A state championship. But Benedictine, can Benedictine three-peat? That is the big question. A team that was denied a second state title was the Purple Hurricane from Fitzgerald in 2A. As Thompson, just outside of Augusta, Georgia, the Bulldogs were able to beat them 32-27 to in the state championship last year. But you know, a favorite of mine, I think, that could win a 2A state championship, the Callaway Cavaliers. They won one in 2020. I think that Coach Wiggins, he's been there 20 years. They finally win the state title in 2020. They go to the Final Four the following year. And then they lose in the quarterfinals last year to Appling County. And that was a tough loss because that game was at Callaway Stadium. And then I'm interested to see what the LaGrange Grangers do, but that's a tough division. LaGrange, Troop County, Stars Mill, Whitewater, Trinity Christian, Yet one of those teams is not going to make the playoffs. I'm just going to come out and say it. You thought that this is a tough division for baseball. This is a tough division for football as well. Yeah, so stay tuned for my show, uh, my high school football show on Friday. In fact, I might even uh, take some of the stuff that I've been talking about here and uh, throw it into Friday's show. But I really appreciate you all uh, actually commenting and uh, watching the show. I mean, I really appreciate just all your support. And don't forget to, uh, if you have a sports question that you want answered on the show, just leave it in the comments and I will try to get that on the air. I mean, uh, there's nothing out of bounds. Everything is on the table. I mean, I, I got on Monday's show and I was talking Kentucky Derby. I mean, because, you know, the K Kentucky Derby is always a fun event. You know, people go to Churchill Downs and they wear the hats. And I love it when they uh, post it on social media. Speaking of social media, yes, I finally 
went to the Buckies in Auburn today, and it was not as good at, as advertised. Look, I don't get me wrong. I like Bucky's. It's a great store with a lot of variety. But their uh, turkey sandwich, the barbecue turkey sandwich that I got, and it was a little pricey, and it was like, eh, it was okay. It wasn't all that great. But, yeah, we, we came back. Thrift and I came back from Montgomery to uh, Phoenix City, Columbus area and uh, stopped at that Bucky's uh, after the game and – yeah, Bucky's. It's there. It's great. I'm glad there's a Bucky's there. But yeah, I, I finally went. And uh, I mean, I've been to Bucky's before. I've been to the one at Fort Valley uh, when I was going to Macon, and I went to the one up in Carrollton. Like the week they opened, and it was completely packed. Oh yes, Timothy. Exactly. Watch out for Carrollton. Carrollton is one of those sneaky teams. They'll sneak up on you. They had a great regular season. And then you can never count out Buford. I know that Buford got upset in the playoffs last year, but Buford is one of those teams that should make a lot of noise in the playoffs. And then, of course, one of my favorites in Class 1A Division Two is Schley County. I think that Schley County has a chance to win a state title. Over in the GIAA, I think it's a – Pacelli's title to lose. I mean, even though they lost Cam Ellis, they lost Jalen Turner, head coach Dwight Jones has got a great team that's ready to go back to back in the GIAA. And I cannot see, I cannot wait to see what St. Ampicelli does on the gridiron this year at Dymel Field. Always a great atmosphere at Dymel Field, you know, especially when they play Brookstone. I mean, that's great. And they did. Okay. They did have a freshman quarterback last year. Well, Timothy, you know, I talked Georgia high school football on this show. I also talk Alabama high school football. Fun fact, you know, the four-time state champions over in Alabama, the Thompson Warriors, had an eighth grader for their quarterback in the championship game. Trent Seaborn is coming back, and he's only a freshman. So that's something to think about. When I think about the top two schools over in Alabama, it's 1A. And what one and one A? It's Central and Auburn, and not in that order. I, I cannot. Ha- I have a hard time picking who's the number one team over in Alabama between Central and Auburn. I do know Russell County's going to improve because Robert Calhoun's coming back for his junior year, and they got Popcorn Tarver, and they got Denver Harper. They got some weapons. I think Glenwood is coming back strong. I talked to Coach Nelson today at the Glenwood State Championship game in Montgomery. And uh, I'm excited that Dallas Crow is coming back for his senior year. I think Dallas Crow was a very good dual-threat quarterback for the Glenwood Gators. And then what is the Smith Station Panthers going to do with a new head football coach? Um, I'm very interested to see what Smith Station does. And then Beauregard. Beauregard making the playoffs last year. Uh, they're not going to have Ja'Cory Tarver. He has uh, moved on. He's playing at the next level. But the Beauregard Hornets came out of nowhere and went to the playoffs last year. Unbelievable. But stay tuned for my high school football show every Friday. Hoping to have a football coach on and or a player, uh, either one, or a broadcaster. I mean, I've been reaching out to some play-by-play announcers for uh, local teams in the area to see if you know they want to come on the show. I mean, I know that Bill Bailey is the voice of the Smith Station Panthers. I know that you got Michael Buchanan up there. He's the voice for uh, the LaGrange Grangers. 
Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text K4K Noonan to 44321 to donate. This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre tract is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. Can the Braves not only make the playoffs, but can they make a deep run when they get to the playoffs? Yes, they were disappointed against the Philadelphia Phillies last season when they had the number two seed. They had home field for that series against the Philadelphia Phillies. But the Phillies got the split in Atlanta. When you have home field, you got to win your games at home. And, you know, the Braves could not win in Philly. And that was their downfall. That was why the Phillies were able to not only beat the Braves, but to beat the Padres and reach the World Series. However, they fell to the Houston Astros. But the Atlanta Braves, right now, best record in the National League. They got to get the number one seed. And they got to rest their starters so they can get ready for the playoffs. They were chasing the Mets last year. The Mets had the 10-game lead. And the Braves were able to win the division once again, and they ran out of gas when it came to the playoffs. And the Braves want to try to do things a little different this year. First of all, Ron Lacuna Jr., best player in Major League Baseball. Sean Murphy leading the team with 11 home runs. He has had the the best time at the plate, and he's also a gold glove catcher. That was a great acquisition after losing William Contreras to free agency. And I know that a lot of Braves fans were down and out when Dansby Swanson decided to hit free agency and got signed by the Chicago Cubs, but Orlando Arcia has filled in quite nice. And I still would like to see Austin Riley get going. He's kind of in a slump, but Michael Harris, the second, he got the walk off against the Orioles over the weekend. I think Michael Harris, the second uh, is a future all-star. I mean, he won Rookie of the Year last year, and that is a great outfield with Ronald Acuna Jr., Michael Harris, and then you know you got some players platooning over there in left field: Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna. You know, you got some players that could be coming around. 
And I think that the Atlanta Braves, they have a, a chance not only to compete for another World Series, but to make a deep run into the playoffs. But they might end up facing the Dodgers once again. But they have won five straight division titles since 2018, going for six this year. And I think they could do it. I mean, right now, looking at the standings, the Atlanta Braves have a seven-game lead against the Miami Marlins as the Mets have been reeling, losing seven of the last ten. And all the baseball writers and experts pick the Mets to win this division. I mean, I don't know how they're picking this. But anyway, hey, just a reminder that it, the date is official for the free football camp for Isaiah Crowell presented by Sports Visions June the 10th. This is always a great event hosted by DJ Jones and Sports Visions. Isaiah Crowell, he played at Carver and went on to play in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns and the New York Jets. This is going to be at Shirley Winston Park from 9 to 1 p.m. presented by PMB Broadcasting, the Columbus Lions, Chick-fil-A, and Sports Visions. And you got to be age 8 through 12 to participate, and parents must sign a waiver. But Isaiah Crowell, one of those players that, you know, his – Career was cut short because of injuries, but he hasn't officially retired. But Isaiah Crowell gives back to the community of Columbus. We know that he has his turkey giveaway in November, but this football camp has been great for the community, and he is a beloved football player here in the Chattahoochee Valley playing at Carver and then went on to play at Georgia in 2011 and then went on to play at Alabama State. And uh, when I think of, you know, his his best season for the Cleveland Browns by far was the 2016 season where he all he rushed for a thousand yards, almost a thousand yards, 952 yards. Isaiah Crowell rushed for the Cleveland Browns and he was the leading rusher from 2015 to 2017. He rushed for. Almost 4,000 yards, 3,803 yards. He had 27 touchdowns in 77 games. He played football from 2014 to 2018. He was signed by the Oakland Raiders in 2019 to the practice squad and was released because of injuries. But Isaiah Crowell, when he was playing football, his prime years were right around 2016. He was able to rush for 952 yards following year 853. I mean, he wasn't Cleveland's featured back. He was one of those backs that Cleveland used a lot. I mean, they had some other backs, but the Cleveland Browns, they were able to utilize him and he, he was great. I mean, that's a big, what if, if, if he does not get injured, I think that Isaiah Crowell it would be still playing in the NFL. And I honestly think that, you know, he was so good, not only in high school at Carver, but when he got to Georgia as, as a freshman, you know, that 2011 team that went all the way to the SEC championship game but lost to LSU. 
And, you know, I know they started 0-2, but Isaiah Crowell really carried the workload as far as running back goes in that season. And so, you know, I look at, you know, what Isaiah Crowell did in the NFL, you know, a class act. And, you know, one of those players that just gives back to the community of Columbus. So you don't want to miss it. June the 10th, it is Isaiah Crowell's annual football camp. There's going to be free food, drinks, music. Registration opens at 8.30 at Shirley Winston Park, presented by Sports Visions, Chick-fil-A, the Columbus Lions, and PMB Broadcast. Yeah, I know last year, uh, Jarmon Fortson, the Columbus Lions wide receiver, who played with uh, actually a Carver as wide receiver. He was a four-star wide receiver. He went to Florida State, and he, I think he played – you know, on the varsity when Isaiah was on the JV team, but he he was on that championship team in 2007, led by Jarvis Jones. But yeah, the, Carver is just a brotherhood of special players. These football players, think of all the players that are now in the NFL that played at Carver. You know, Isaiah Crowell, Nate Odoms, Brinston Buckner, DJ Jones, Jarvis Jones, just so many. And uh, that is great. I just wanted to to go ahead and plug that. And then I have another announcement. Uh, this is actually sent to me uh, by uh, Dixie Youth Baseball. He wanted to ask if I could go ahead and announce this. West Georgia Dixie Baseball League. It is happening. You don't want to miss it. Uh, you know, I'm, I got the flyer right now. Signing up. As uh, the games are starting May the 20th, and it is for 19 and under, 17 and under, and 15 and under. As that is starting May the 20th, and yeah, I know the deadline's already passed. I know registration was April the 30th, but I'm excited about West Georgia uh, Dixie Baseball. We also have the Tournament of Champions for District 8 Little League. Now, this is... You know, when you have teams in Little League like the Braves and the Marlins, you know, when I was in Little League, I played for the Marlins. I played for the Giants. It's those teams. And then after the Tournament of Champions, you have the all-star teams. This is the team, the 12-year-old team, this is the team that goes to the Little League World Series. So that is going to happen in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be trying to cover District 8 because Harris County won it last year. I know Northern usually wins it just about every year, but Harris County has got something to prove. I happen to be at Harris County Little League, Moultrie Park up in Harris County this past weekend. As many of you know, I'm a sports writer for the Chattahoochee Valley Living, and I was writing a story on the Challenger League, and they had their banquet on Tuesday, and it was just a great event. Chick-fil-A catered, and I was so happy for these athletes. And this is just such a special league, the Challengers League, as Emily Banks does a great job putting it on. She's a teacher in the Harris County school system, and she just loves doing this and just loves the kids. I mean, these are kids that don't get an opportunity to compete at the highest level in Harris County Little League. This is a softball league, co-ed for all ages. And, you know, they have a tee if you need to. You have the parents that pitch to the players. And sometimes they get assisted on the field. But it was such a wonderful event. And, you know, the parents just loved 
seeing their kids out there. And the kids just love being in the spotlight. It was such a wonderful event. And I was so happy that I was able to be a part of it. And I know that these kids never really get to have that opportunity. And this was their time to shine. This was something that was absolutely incredible. I talked to some of the kids at the banquet on Tuesday and I know their faces just lit up, you know, while they were at the banquet, you know, being honored, getting awards. And really it was their special day. And I'm honored that I get to write a story about it. I truly am honored. Well, we have been flying by here on this show because I'm at the 49 minute mark. So why don't I go check that score in the NBA? And I want to see if this is a final. The New York Knicks, 136 left to go in the fourth, leading the Miami Heat 107-101. I hope that Julius Randle showed up, and I think he did. Yes, 22 points, but it's Jalen Brunson. Wow, wasn't he a great pickup from the Dallas Mavericks? You don't think the Dallas Mavericks miss Jalen Brunson? I think so. I think the New York Knicks are going to win this game, but I still think the Miami Heat win in six. And then we are approximately four minutes away from the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm definitely going to put it on my phone, and I'm going to watch this game. And then I'm going to get on the show tomorrow, and I'm going to have highlights of this game. I still think the Warriors have a shot. They have a shot to at least steal one in L.A., get it back to a Game 7 in San Francisco at the Chase Center. Thank you, everybody, who has commented on the show. Don't forget, I try to go Facebook Live on Monday nights, Tuesday nights, and Wednesday nights. Sometimes I go a little bit later. Sometimes I'll start at 9. Sometimes I can't get on until maybe 10, 10.30 at night. But it's always fun being on the sports beat with you. And I just enjoy doing it. I mean, it's really been a passion of mine. Uh, just one more thing. I'm going to recap uh, some of the state championship baseball in high school for this upcoming week. And uh, we are going to go ahead and start with Class A Division One because uh, we do have Heard County that's still in this thing. They are taking on Darlington in the quarterfinal. And then you got Metter and Prince Avenue Christian all knotted up at one. Metter is the defending state champions for Class A Division I. And remember, everything is better in Metter. Now, I've heard that from people in Metter, so you know, don't hold that against me. All right, Class A Division II. You know, Jack Patterson was saying that he had to be in Sly County today. Well, Sly County is taking on Wilcox County. I'm excited about seeing highlights on WRBL. And, of course, I'm going to check the highlights on WRBL and WTVM for the Glenwood Gators celebrating on the field, the pile on the mound, showing that trophy, taking pictures with everybody. I was out on the field along with Thrip Berenger, Jack Patterson, and we were just there asking questions to head coach Tim Fanning. Such an incredible moment, and it's also the first time in my broadcasting career that I called a championship game where that team won. And that really does mean a lot to me because you know, with my alma mater being Freed Hardman University, I never had an opportunity to call Freed Hardman in a championship game. 
They won the basketball championship for the NAIA in 2018. And then the softball team went to the NAIA World Series last year in Columbus. So when I asked the director of communications last season at the NAIA, I asked him if, if I can call on the radio or on the NAIA network, if I could call Freed Hardman. It would have been it would have been a lifelong dream of mine to call my alma mater. And you know, I've done play by play for baseball. I could do play by play for softball. And he turned me down. Well, that motivated me to apply to be an announcer for the NAIA. And I still haven't heard anything back. But I just wanted to throw that out there. So Schley County, Wilcox County, class eight, division two. Now let's go ahead and go to uh, 2A, yes, <laughs> 2A. So in 2A, we got a Final Four that's already set. You got Mount Perrin Christian taking on Fellowship Christian. This is going to happen on May the 13th. Appling County taking on North Cobb Christian. North Cobb Christian, one of those small Christian schools up in Ackworth, Georgia, that's also home of North Cobb, uh, the 7A school up in Ackworth, and, and then also uh, – you know, Stone Ridge Academy, um, Cornerstone Prep Academy, yet the one uh, out of Ackworth that uh, Calvary Christian played uh, last week. Moving over to 3A, I mean, we saw the Columbus Blue Devils season come to an end when they lost to Ringgold. Ringgold is in the final four with Savannah Christian, the number one seed. On the other bracket, it's Harlem, the number two seed, taking on Pike County in Zebulon. Pike County is the defending 3A champions, and Pike County is trying to go back-to-back. Over in 4A, the final four is set, as you have the Grangers from LaGrange taking on Lovelet from Atlanta. And first pitch is going to be at 12 at the branch. It's going to be a doubleheader this Saturday. So you don't want to miss that on the 13th of May. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have Stars Mill, who's in the same region with LaGrange. They're taking on the defending champions, North Oconee. LaGrange is trying to get back to the championship game. This time it's going to be at Cool Ray Field in Lawrenceville. Now let's go over to 5A. 5A for the GHSA State Championships. How about McIntosh? McIntosh gets to the final four. Unbelievable as they are taking on Centennial. And then Greenbrier taking on Loganville. A big shout out to Peachtree City. McIntosh making it to the final four. I remember Peachtree City made it to the Little League World Series a couple of years ago. You know, Peachtree City, they're forgotten when it comes to baseball but they are also a baseball town i know that we talk about columbus we talk about warner robbins you know that columbus went to the little league world series in 06 warner robbins went, goes in in 07 they both win it and then peachtree city goes you know a couple of years ago i can't remember the year but uh, they went a couple of years ago now let's go to 6a for the ghsa state baseball championships as we got Howson county from warner robbins the bears Taking on Etowah. Man, there's something in the water up in Woodstock. 
Etowa is in the baseball championship in the final four Friday at 4.30 p.m. on the campus of Howson County in Warner Robins. I know you drive up there when you're on the way to Savannah. There's that Rigby's over there, you know, Howson County, about an hour and 20 minutes from where I live. And then River Ridge, the fourth seed. I mean, this is the equivalent of Fresno State winning the College World Series in 2008, by the way. A fourth seed making it to the Final Four as they are taking on Pope. And that tells you something right there, that that Area 6 has got to be a tough division. River Ridge is the fourth seed, and they make it all the way to the Final Four. Absolutely stunning. And then finally, i got one more classification for the GHSA that I want to talk about. This according to Max Preps, we got Parkview beating Mill Creek 10-0 in 12-2 as they advance to the championship game where they will take on the winner of Lowndes from Valdosta or North Paulding. Lowndes is currently leading 1-0 in that series. But that is 7A, 7A baseball over in the GIAA as we have Class 4A, Tattnall Square Academy is taking on Strong Rock Christian, and you got Bethlehem Christian Academy taking on First Presbyterian Day. The championship game will be May the 19th at SRP Park in North Augusta, and that is for the GIAA Class 4. And then, of course, the Gaps Class 3, you got Calvary Christian taking on the Kings Academy this Friday. And it should be a lot of fun as the state baseball playoffs for Alabama. 7A tomorrow, first pitch, 5.30. It's Smith Station and Central. You can't get any bigger than this. Unbelievable. I love baseball. This is my favorite time of the year when it comes to baseball. It's these high school baseball playoffs. It's absolutely incredible. And uh, what Glenwood did today, winning the state championship, you got either Smith Station or Alabama or Central or Smith Station with an opportunity to win a state championship. It doesn't get any better than this. But, hey, thank you so much for watching another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holders. Don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel, and you can follow me on Twitter at SportsRichardH. And don't forget – you got the podcast merch coming out, thanks to Thread Mob, and I also have business cards, uh, courtesy of Vista Print. You can actually scan the QR code on the back of the business card and catch an episode of the show. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope everybody has a great rest of your night, and I'm out of here. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.